Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading for the day as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we complete our reading of Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, with Section 7, Freedom in the Holy Spirit. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 250. Let me not see myself as limited. Oh, gosh. And by way of opening this morning, um, I received this some time ago uh, from Marianne Williamson, and it's just perfect for the day. It goes like this. May all my encounters be holy. Today, I see every encounter as a sacred one, blessing anyone I meet or even think of. May a holy light shine forth from my heart and bless all living things. May my presence on earth be a touchstone for God's love. I place my relationships in the hands of God and pray that they be used by Him May anyone who enters my presence feel the healing balm of peace. May my thoughts and actions extend the love that fills God's heart and mine. Dear God, please use my encounters to increase your love. May they be a blessing on all involved. Let me not see myself as limited. Amen. Well, thank you, Lori. Amen. That was beautiful, Lori, and so true. Amen. Worthy prayer for all of us today. Okay, my friends, here's our reading list. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Jennifer, Harrison, Robin Marie, and Karen. And we're joined in listening this morning by Ida. Is there anyone else who's joined us this morning like to say hello or be on the reading list? Good morning, it's Kristen. I'll be listening. Morning, Kristen. All right. Glad to have you along for the ride. As we take up Section 7 in Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, Freedom and the Holy Spirit. Starting with paragraph 51. Do you want freedom of the body or of the mind? For both you cannot have. Which do you value? Which is your goal? For one you see as means, the other end. And one must serve the other and lead to its predominance, increasing its importance by diminishing its own. Means serve the end. 
and as the end is reached, the value of the means decreases, clips entirely when they are recognized as functionless. No one but yearns for freedom and tries to find it. Yet he will seek for it where he believes it is and can be found. He will believe it possible of mind or body, and he will make the other serve his choice as means to find it. Uh, Lemoyne. Thank you, Laurie. Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship. Section 7, Freedom and the Holy Spirit. Do you want freedom of the body or of the mind? For both you cannot have. Which do you value? Which is your goal? For one you see as mean, the other end, and one must serve the other and lead to its predominance, increasing its importance by diminishing its own. Means serve the end, and as the end is reached, the value of the means decreases, eclipsed entirely when they are recognized as functionless. No one but yearns for freedom and tries to find it. Yet he will seek for it where he believes it is and can be found. He will believe it possible of mind or body, and he will make the other serve his choice as means to find it. Where freedom of the body has been chosen, the mind is used as means whose value lies in its ability to contrive ways to achieve the body's freedom. Yet freedom of the body has no meaning, and so the mind is dedicated to serve illusion. This situation is so contradictory and so impossible that anyone who chooses this has no idea of what is valuable. Yet even in this confusion, so profound it cannot be described, the Holy Spirit waits in gentle patience as certain of the outcome as he has as he is sure of his creator's love he knows this mad decision but was made by one as dear to his creator as love is to itself thank you Lemoyne and Fran just detail where freedom of the body has been chosen, the mind is used as means whose value lies in its ability to contrive ways to achieve the body's freedom. Yet freedom of the body has no meaning, and so the mind is dedicated to serve illusions. This is a situation so contradictory and so impossible that anyone who chooses this has no idea of what is valuable. Yet even in this confusion, so profound they cannot be described, the Holy Spirit waits in gentle patience as certain of the outcome as he is sure of his creator's love. He knows this mad decision was made by one as dear to his creator as love is to itself. 53. Be not disturbed at all to think how he can change the role of means and ends so easily 
and what God loves and will have free forever. But be you rather grateful that you can be the means to serve his end. This is the only service which leads to freedom. To serve this end, the body must be perceived as sinless because the goal is sinlessness. The lack of contradiction makes the soft transition from means to end as easy as is the shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving eyes. You will be sanctified by one another using your bodies only to serve the sinless and it will be impossible for you to hate what serves what you would heal. Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. Okay, 53. Be not disturbed at all to think how she can change the role of me and end so easily and what God loves and would have faith forever. But be you rather grateful that you can be the means to serve his end. This is the only service which leads to freedom. To serve this end, the body must be perceived as sinless, and the goal is sinlessness. The lack of contradiction makes the soft transition from means to end, as easily as is the shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving highs. You will be sanctified by one another, using your bodies only to serve the sinless. And it will be impossible for you to hate what serves what you would heal. This holy relationship lovely in its innocence, mighty in its strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun which lights the sky you see, is chosen for your Father as a means for His own plan. Be thankful that it serves yours not at all. Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given it what will be used. This holy relationship has the power to heal all pain regardless of its form. Neither of you alone can serve at all. Only in your joint will does human life but here your healing is, is and here will you accept atonement. And then your healing is the sonship with he, uh, and in your healing is the sonship healed because your wills are joined. Thank you, Jennifer. And Harrison. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Jennifer. Fifty-four. This holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun which lights the sky you see, 
is chosen of your father as a means for his own plan. Be thankful that it serves yours, not at all. Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given it but will be used. The holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. Neither of you alone can search at all. Only in your joint will does healing lie. For here your healing is, and here will you accept atonement. And in your healing is the sonship healing, because your wills are joint. 55. Before a holy relationship, there is no sin. The form of error is no longer seen, and reason, joined with love, looks quietly on all confusion, observing merely. Quote, this was a mistake, unquote. And then the same atonement you accepted in your relationship corrects the error and lays the part of heaven in its place. How blessed are you who let this gift be given each part of heaven that you bring is given you. And every empty place in heaven that you fill again with the eternal light you bring. Start that again. And every empty place in heaven that you fill again with the eternal light you bring shines now on you. The means of sinlessness can know no fear because they carry only love with them. Thank you, Harrison and Robert Marie. Fifty-five. Before a holy relationship, there is no sin. The form of error is no longer seen, and reason, joined with love, looks quietly on all confusion, observing merely, quote, this was a mistake, unquote. And then the same atonement you accepted in your relationship corrects the error, and lazy part of heaven in its place. How blessed are you who let this gift be given. 
Each part of heaven that you bring is given you. And every empty place in heaven that you fill again with the eternal light you bring shines now on you. The means of sinlessness can know no fear because they carry only love with them. 56. Children of peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring you do not recognize, and yet you will remember. Who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? And who would fail to recognize a gift he let be laid in heaven through himself? The gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. You who are now his means must love all that he loves. And what you bring is your remembrance of everything that is eternal. No trace of anything in time can long remain in minds that serve the timeless. And no illusion can disturb the peace of a relationship which has become means of peace. Thank you, Robin Marie and Karen. 56. Children of peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring, you do not recognize, and yet you will remember. Who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? And who would fail to recognize a gift he let be laid in heaven through himself? The gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. You who are now his means must love all that he loves. And what you bring is your remembrance of everything that is eternal. No trace of anything in time can long remember in minds that serve the timeless. And no illusion can disturb the peace of a relationship which has become the means of peace. 57. When you have looked upon each other with complete forgiveness from which no error is excluded and nothing kept hidden, what mistake can there be anywhere you cannot overlook? What form of suffering could block your sight? preventing you from seeing past it? And what illusion could there be you will not recognize as a mistake, a shadow through which you walk completely undismayed? God would let nothing interfere with those whose will are his, and they will recognize their wills are his because they serve his will and serve it willingly. And could remembrance of what they are be long delayed? Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader for 57 and 58? This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. 57. 
When you have looked upon each other with complete forgiveness, from which no error is excluded, and nothing kept hidden, what mistake can there be anywhere you cannot overlook? What form of suffering could block your sight, preventing you from seeing past it? And what illusion could there be you will not recognize as a mistake, a shadow through which you walk completely undismayed? God would let nothing interfere with those whose wills are his. And they will recognize their wills are his because they serve his will and serve it willingly. And could remembrance of what they are be long delayed? 58. You will see your value through each other's eyes and each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of attacker who he thought was there. Through this releasing is the world released. This is your part in bringing peace. For you have asked what is your function here and have been answered. Seek not to change it nor to substitute another goal. This one was given you and only this. Accept this one and serve it willingly. For what the Holy Spirit does with the gifts you give each other to whom he offers them and where and when is up to him. He will bestow them where they are received and welcomed. He will use every one of them for peace. Nor will one little smile of, or, or willingness be overlooked. Tiniest mistake be lost to anyone. Thank you, Sandra. Is there another new reader for 5859? New reader for 5859? Good morning, I can do it, Lori. Thanks, Judy. You're welcome. 58. You will see your value through each other's eyes and each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of the attacker who he thought was there. Through this releasing is the world released. This is your part in bringing peace. For you have asked what is your function here and have been answered. Seek not to change it nor to substitute another goal. This one was given you and only this. Accept this one and serve it willingly. For what the Holy Spirit does with the gifts you give each other to whom he offers them and where and when is up to him. He will bestow them where they are received and welcomed. He will use every one of them for peace. Nor will one little smile or willingness to overlook the tiniest mistake be lost to anyone. 59. What can it be but universal blessing to look on what your Father loves with charity? Extension of forgiveness is the Holy Spirit's function. Leave this function to Him. Let your concern be only that 
you give it to him, that which can be extended. Let your concern be only that you give to him that which can be extended. Save no dark secrets that he cannot use, but offer him the tiny gifts he can extend forever. He will take each one and make of it a potent force for peace. He he will withhold no blessing from it, nor limit it in any way. He will join to it all the power that God has given him to make each little gift of love a source of healing for everyone. Each little gift we offer to the other lights up the world. Be not concerned with darkness. Look away from it and toward each other. Wow, I got goosebumps. And let the darkness be dispelled by him who knows the light and lays it gently in each quiet smile of faith and confidence with which we bless each other. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 59 and 60? Fifty-nine and 60? All right, back to you, LeMoyne. You will see your value through each other's eyes, and each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of the attacker who he thought was there. Um, this release... Yes, ma'am? Um, do you want to start with 59? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. From 59. <laughs> what can it be but universal blessing to look on what your father loves with charity? Extension of forgiveness is the Holy Spirit's function. Leave this to him. Let your concern be only that you give to him that which can be extended. Save no dark secrets he can, that he cannot use. Save no dark secrets that he cannot use, but offer him the tiny gift he can extend forever. He will take each one and make of it a potent force for peace. He will withhold no blessing from it, nor limit it in any way. He will join it to all the power that God has given him to make each little gift of love a source of healing for everyone. Each little gift you offer to the other lights up the world. Be not concerned with darkness. Look away from it and toward each other. And let the darkness be dispelled by him who knows the light and lays it gently in each quiet smile of faith and confidence with which you bless each other. 
On your learning depends the welfare of the world. And it is only arrogance that would deny the power of your will. Think you the will of God is powerless? Is this humility? You do not see what this belief has done. You see yourself as vulnerable, frail, and easily destroyed, and at the mercy of countless attackers more powerful than you. Let us look straight at how this error came about, for here lies buried the heavy anchor that seems to keep the fear of God in place, unmovable and solid as a rock. While this remains, so will it seem to be. Thank you, LeMoyne. I'm free. 60. On your learning depends the welfare of the world, and it is only arrogance that would deny the power of your will. Think you the will of God is powerless? Is this humility? You do not see what this belief has done. You see yourself as vulnerable, frail, and easily destroyed, and at the mercy of countless attackers more powerful than you. Let us look straight at how this error came about. For here lies buried the heavy anchor that seems to keep the fear of God in place, unmovable and solid as a rock. While this remains, so will it seem to be. 51. Who can attack the Son of God and not attack his Father? How can God's Son be weak and frail and easily destroyed unless his Father is? You do not see that every sin and every condemnation which you perceive and justify is an attack upon your father. And that is why it has not happened nor could be real. You do not see that this is your attempt because you think the father and the son are separate. And you must think that they are separate because of fear. For it seems safer to attack another or yourself than to attack the great creator of the universe whose power you know. Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. 61. Who can attack the Son of God and not attack his Father? How can God's Son be weak and frail and easily destroyed unless his Father is? You do not see that every sin and every condemnation which you perceive and justify is an attack upon your father. And that is why it has not happened, nor could be real. You do not see that this is your attempt because you think the father and the son are separate. And you must think that they are separate because of fear. For it seems safer to attack another or yourself than to attack the great creator of the universe whose power you know. If you are one with God and recognize this oneness, you would know his power is yours. But you will not remember, remember this while you believe attack of any kind means anything. It is 
unjustified in any form, but it's because it has no meaning. The only way it could be justified is if each one of you were separate from the other and all were separate from your creator. For only then would it be possible to attack a part of the creation without the whole, the son without the father, the son without the father, and to attack another without yourself or hurt yourself without the other feeling pain. In this belief you want, yet wherein lies its value, except in the desire to attack in, in safety? Attack is neither safe nor dangerous. It is impossible. And this is so because the universe is one. You would not choose to attack on its reality if it were not essential to attack to see it separate from its creator. <laughs> and thus it seems as if love to attack and become fearful. Thank you, Jennifer. And Harrison. Thank you, Lori. Love you and enthusiasm. <laughs> 62. If you were one with God and recognized this oneness, you would know his power is yours. But you will not remember this while you believe attack of any kind means anything. It is unjustified in any form because it attack has no meaning. The only way it could be justified is if each one of you was separate from each other and all was separate from your creator. For only then would it be possible to attack a part of the creation without the whole and son without the father and to attack another yourself or hurt yourself without the other feeling pain. And this belief you want. Yet within, yet wherein lies its value, except in the desire to attack in safety, Attack is neither safe nor dangerous. It is impossible. And this is so because the universe is one. You would not choose attack on its reality if it were not essential to attack, to see it separate from its creator. 
repeat, you would not choose attack on its reality if it were not essential to attack to see it separate from its creator. And thus it seems as if love could attack and become fearful. 65. Only the different can attack. So you conclude because you can attack, you must be different. Yet does the Holy Spirit explain this differently? Because you are not different, you cannot attack. Either position is a logical conclusion if only the different can attack. Either could be maintained, but never both. The only question to be answered to decide which must be true is whether you are different. From the position of what you understand, you seem to be, and therefore, <clears throat> excuse me, can attack. Of the alternatives, this seems more natural and more in line with your experience, and therefore, it is necessary you have other experiences more in line with truth to teach you what is natural and true. Thank you, Harrison and Robin Marie. 63. Only the different can attack. So you conclude, because you can attack, you must be different. Yet does the Holy Spirit explain this differently. Because you are not different, you cannot attack. Either position is a logical conclusion if only the different can attack. Either could be maintained, but never both. The only question to be answered to decide which must be true is whether you are different. From the position of what you understand, you seem to be, and therefore can attack. Of the alternatives, this seems more natural and more in line with your experience, and therefore it is necessary that you have other experiences more in line with truth to teach you what is natural and true. 64. This is the function of your holy relationship for what one thinks the other will experience with him. What can this mean except your minds are one? Look not with fear upon this happy fact and think not that it lays a heavy burden on you. For when you have accepted it with gladness, you will realize that your relationship is a reflection 
of the union of the Creator and His Son. From loving minds, there is no separation. And every thought in one brings gladness to the other because they are the same. Joy is unlimited because each shining thought of love extends its being and creates more of itself. There is no difference anywhere in it, for every thought is like itself. Thank you, Robin Marie and Karen. 64. This is the function of your holy relationship. For what one thinks the other will experience with him. What can this mean except your minds are one? Look not with fear upon this happy fact and think not that it lays a heavy burden on you. For when you have accepted it with gladness, you will realize that your relationship is a reflection of the union of the Creator and His Son. From loving minds, there is no separation. And every thought in one brings gladness to the other because they are the same. Joy is unlimited because each shining thought of love extends its being and creates more of itself. There is no difference anywhere in it, for every thought is like itself. 65. The light that joins you shines throughout the universe. And because it joins you, so it makes you one with your creator. And in him is all creation joined. Would you regret you cannot fear alone when your relationship can also teach the power of love is there, which makes all fear impossible? Do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift, for it was given you to be used and not obscured. What teaches you, you cannot separate, denies the ego. What teaches you, you cannot separate, denies the ego. Let truth decide it if you will be different or the same and teach you which is true. Thank you, Karen. Oh, and Sandra. The light that joins you shines throughout the universe. And because it joins you, so it makes you one with your creator. And in him is all creation joined. Would you regret you cannot fear alone when you when your relationship can also teach the power of love is there, which makes all fear impossible. Do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift, for it was given you to be used and not obscured. What teaches you cannot separate, denies the ego. What teaches you you cannot separate, denies the ego. Let truth decide if you be different or the same, 
and teach you which is true. Thanks, Cassandra. Thank you, everyone, this morning. This beautiful conclusion to this chapter. And now, let's turn our attention to Fran, who will once again lead us as we complete our reading on what is the world in today's lesson. So thanks, Fran. Oh, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we are on the last day of what is the world. The lesson for today is Lesson 250, Let Me Not See Myself as Limited. Sasha reads some from What is the World, and then we will go over and do our five-minute practice on our lesson. Okay. What is the world? The world is false perception. It is born of error, has not left its source. It will remain no longer than the thought which gave it birth is cherished. The world was made as an attack on God. It symbolizes fear. And what is fear except love's absence? Thus the world was meant to be a place where God could enter not and where his son could be apart from him. Here was perception born. As sight was made to lead away from truth, it can be redirected. Sounds become the call of God. And all perception can be given a new purpose by the one whom God appointed Savior to the world. Follow his light. Let us not rest content until the world has joined our changed perception. Let us not be satisfied until forgiveness has been made complete. And let us not attempt to change our function. We must save the world. We'll go over to our lesson. Lesson 250, let me not see myself as limited. Let me behold the Son of God today and witness to his glory. Let me not try to obscure the holy light in him and see his strength diminished and reduced to frailty, nor perceive the lacks in him with which I would attack his sovereignty. He is your Son, my Father, and today I would behold his gentleness instead of my illusions. He is what I am, and as I see him, so I see myself. Today, I would see truly that this day, I may at least identify with him. We'll do our five-minute practice. Lesson 250, let me not see myself as limited.
Lesson 250, let me not see myself as limited. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you, guys. Good morning. It's Karen. Um, just going to jump in. Thank you very much for this lesson today. Thank you, friend, for leading us through it. Um, let me not see myself as limited. Let me be self-identified with the light of holiness, the love, the truth of what we are, that we're all united. Um, there's a lot of family drama going on, and I just want to hold the prayer that let me see my sister as myself. And let me not hold yesterday against anyone. Let me not hold on to the past and the ego drama. Let me only hold the Spirit's, the Holy Spirit's point of view. Let me see sameness and not differences. Let me see the end that I want as our spiritual oneness and not the body of separation. Um, let me see that we just want what's best for my mother. And, and the way forward is through loving, reverence, and gentleness. And, and stepping back, I think for myself, the big lesson is stepping back when I feel activated or triggered, stepping back and just letting the Holy Spirit shine through that irritation. I had that experience yesterday. I had this moment of feeling very impatient. And I let the Holy Spirit shine through that impatience. The impatience was still there, and it was really irritating. But I knew the Holy Spirit was there, and I aligned to that. I still felt the expansiveness. I still felt the radiance of the light. And I felt the grace of God, and I, and I said, okay, shine through this. And it did. It did, and it passed. And I think I have a lot of work to do on that level. And that, you know, in the next week or in the days ahead, I may have lots of opportunities to apply this. And I have to remember to just step back, be peace, not force my agenda or my ego's interpretation of what should happen. Because if I let go of all of that and step back and give it to God, It'll find its way, like the river flowing around the rocks. It'll find its way. You know, the ego mind thinks it has only one way to go. I don't know what God's plan is. I humbly accept that I do not know. But the glory is I can give it over to the Holy Spirit and just wait and trust. Thank you for letting me share that. I'm complete. Beautiful, Karen. Just beautiful. Oh, thank you, Karen. Thank right you, on. Karen. Thank you, Karen. I also have some trauma in my past that my sister is still carrying. This is Robin Marie. My um, stepmother is getting radiation. She lives in Reno. 
and she was a district attorney around and my dad was a Supreme Court judge and they started an affair and that was pretty normal back in those days I guess where men who had power had affairs and even today of course as we see it still happens and uh, it ruined of course my parents marriage and my sister has been trying to help this uh, stepmother and uh, yesterday I was talking to my sister and she said that she she just has so much feeling about that betrayal of my mother and she started crying and I realized that you know she even though she's doing all this work and has done all this work to make my stepmother comfortable she still has got a lot of angst and anger and hurt around that and I I don't know why I don't have that I I think it's this class this course and I'm sure that it you know this course is helping me every day and uh, being a part of fellowship since I was 24 has helped me to um, see that in a different light and I don't know how I can help my sister but I'm hoping to be able to communicate to this woman um, a loving forgiveness in a way that she can understand um, when I go to visit my sister and my daughter in Reno at the end of this next month in October. So, yeah, this forgiveness thing, you know, it's really important and it really hits a very deep nerve because it hits all of us where we are vulnerable. And so for me, that's my share. I'm working on the the forgiveness uh, that could help not only Kathleen, but my sister, who is carrying this burden. Thank you. Oh, Thank beautiful. you for Robin Marie. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin Marie. Uh, this is Jennifer. Um, I was um, this, uh, this whole lesson is just really moving for me this morning, and looking at holy relationship and. What does that look like? Um, holy relationship for me is present time. And in present time, I see my brother or sister whole. What a gift that is. But how did I get to that place to be able to see another whole? I got there because I am now able to be in present time more and more. Um, I spent years in the past or the future, tethered to deep, deep sadness and resentment. 
happen, um, uh, you know, like most of us uh, in our in the childhood. Um, and in that separation, I, you know, my mind was not joined with joy, the present moment. So um, I would say about what was it September last year, um, I was desperate. I had done the whole Oponopono prayer, uh, which someone came through my off my, my the business that I work at and told me about it. I've never got a massage before, but I think it was a it was definitely a holy meeting meeting this person. But I was I was not awake yet. That is, I. I saw this person as holy and completely amazing and, oh, my gosh, like free. This person was free and happy. And I thought, I have all that joy inside of me too, but I, I was circling the drain still, slowly circling the drain, um, still really caught up in, in addiction, um, which just, you know, supports unconsciousness. Um, and uh, so I was willing to do the whole Opono prayer. And it was told to me that if I did it, um, everything would just break open. And then I, I found um, Love and Bill's class, and then I surrendered the addiction, and now I'm recovered. Um, so now I'm in present time. And now. I am so much easier to see the holy relationship, but I had to halt, be willing to what they call do the work, which is just feel the feelings and turn it over to God. I'm shaking right now because um, this is something we all have to do. Um, at some point on our path, whether it's this lifetime or the next. And um, um, I just really love everyone on this call. And um, I, I see you whole, each one of you, I pass. That's beautiful, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much, you, Jennifer. Jennifer. <clears throat> much love, dear wife. Thank you. Morning, this is Sandra. And let me not see myself as limited. Um, you know, it's it's spoken the in the in the text about you know, seeing myself different. And, and because of growing up with trauma, like a lot of us have, um, and this is a, this world that we see with the body's eyes is rather traumatic, um, but it's not real. So um, I've always thought of myself not fitting in. Uh, I just, and I don't know where to fit in or where to fit in. Um, and I always thought I was different. And I never understood that that was sort of giving me a license to attack, to, to, to be very upset when things weren't looking the way I thought they were supposed to look. And 
and I'm different, so they're supposed to look the way I think they're supposed to look, because I know. So there was that need to be right, um, because so many people were making me wrong. I had this huge urgency to be to be right, and and I can see how that that all goes. And and the lesson here is let me not see myself as limited, and I can see now how that limited me, limited me. <laughs> um, in the last paragraph, um, and, and all of this reading is like, okay, this is Holy Spirit School 101. It's just teaching me how to be the Holy Spirit, how to be the Christ. He is your son, my father. That's, that's, that's the one that I'm looking at. And today I would behold his gentleness instead of my illusions. He is what I am. So there's no difference. We're, we're one. We're the same. And as I see him, so I see myself. So there's no, there's no difference here. Today I would see truly that this day I may at last identify with him. And the identity that I give myself and him is absolute innocence. Who knew? I didn't know. I had to come in contact with this book in order to understand the oneness, the oneness with my creator and the oneness with all of creation. And then I had to teach myself that I was limitless. I didn't have limits because, because of my true identity. So I could encompass and embrace my brothers and their innocence (laughs) and myself and my innocence instead of focusing in on what's different. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Beautiful, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. I think that was right on point for me. Um, It comes down to realizing the oneness of all of us. And that oneness is grounded in God. We are one with God. Therefore, excuse me, we're all perfect. We're perfect love. Regardless of what seems to be happening, it doesn't matter what bodies do. Bodies can attack each other Bodies can be mean to each other. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. Because the truth is true and only the truth is true. And the truth is, I am, you are, we are, as God created us in his likeness and image, which is only love. And we can 
project that. Just as we project the illusion of who we are, we can project the truth of who we are, which is love. Love. And in spite of what our eyes are showing us, yes, our eyes are showing us sickness and death, Poverty, what's happening in Sudan, what's happening in the Ukraine. Yeah, our eyes are showing us that. And if we accept the truth of that, if we accept that that's true, that all of that is true, then we're not accepting ourselves as God created us. God created only love and projects only love. And we can do the same thing. It may seem to be difficult. And the ego thought system is constantly telling us, no, you can't see that. That's not true. Can't you see what X did to Y? Can't you see what X is doing to Y? Yeah. That's what you, ego, thought system, would want me to see. But I don't have to see it that way. I can step back and let the Holy Spirit lead the way. And Holy Spirit, show me how you would see this. And I will accept only that as my guidance. I sure appreciate all your shares. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. Thanks, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Uh, Thank you so much, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Uh, This is Jennifer. I just want to interject one thing real quick that came to my heart, and that is it is possible, it is possible that in a state of desperation, um, like I am just so tired of certain something that we can just in that moment say Lord I give this to you and oh by the way it can be listed so some of us um, experience um, that which is a burden the past 
and all that comes with it, or the future thinking, or the combination of the two, some of those experiences release, release it slowly and, and become conscious and awake to the present moment. And, and sometimes it's so very possible that you can just get so tired that one day, one moment, you, you're on your knees and you say, I, I can't do this anymore. And, um, and you can, you can, you can wake in. You can wake up and, and be free of the burden that, you know, that you've been holding and experience the holy relationship, you know, with, with yourself first and then start seeing everybody else in that, in that life. I'm complete. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, everyone, for your beautiful shares this morning. I thank you, really Jennifer. Really thinking about um, just the text and the lesson in combination and how do I see myself? It's limitless if I see myself in the body and believe what I think. That's really limited. So limited and small and um, afraid, judgmental, and um, how it's closed-minded and fixed in its beliefs she used to be, not so much anymore. That open-mindedness was um, a prerequisite for me to understand what forgiveness was in order to see my brother and my sister as myself. And I was was um, taken to that place where um, I am that still be still and know I am, that I am is my true self, where I am holiness itself. I am stillness itself. I am that holy dwelling place that unshakable peace that knows everything as itself. And the text speaks of this as I think I am, so will I look look out and see everything else as I think of myself. That projection, pure pure projection or pure perception is an extension of the mind of God and not the projection of a little, limited, small, fixed, closed-minded self. And there are two completely different ways for you to look at the world. And I know when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm feeling at dis-ease, a dis-ease in myself, a lack of ease, a lack of peace, a lack of comfort, I'm going there. I'm going and look, looking out, projecting upon the world, seeking to find um, something to criticize, something to complain about, something to see that I want to be different according to my particular point of view. I had an experience of like of that last last evening on on a course in miracles call, and I was like, check, <laughs> here you go again. 
Here comes that judgment. Here comes the false perception. And that limitless self that would just lovingly encompass everything as itself was allowed, was invited, was welcome to come back in. Uh, Still practicing, being my true self, relaxing into it, allowing it to be, allowing myself to be it, to be one with it, to know it, to sustain and maintain that awareness of love's presence within me, that perfect love, that perfect patience that's within me. And letting that go, what happens, seeing what happens, because it invariably happens. When I lose my sense of my true self, I lose it. I lose the peace. I lose the joy. I lose the happiness that is myself. Oh, a beautiful reading today, Freedom in the Holy Spirit, that it is everywhere, and in every encounter is a holy encounter, and that I would hold no thought of Jude's between holiness, which is everywhere and in everything. I would hold no thought of Jude's in, be- in between to interfere with my awareness of its holiness got to get Jude right out of the picture. <laughs> That's clear. Thank you guys so much for being here. And um, we are that which we seek. We just have to let ourselves be it. Own it and claim it. Recognize we already are it. Just relax. Relax, relax, and be it. Amen. I'm complete. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jude. That's beautiful. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Quickly, I just wanted to add something I read yesterday that was about um, scientific or worldly knowledge and the knowledge of who we are and how one simply does not know the other and can't. The Course speaks of this as the ego thinking it can know who we are and the spirit who simply knows that it is and what it is, the truth of itself. And how um, they're, they're really... Um, um, two, two opposing thought systems. One wants to name and define things and separate and differentiate, and the other just knows everything as itself, as one, without any difference. Spirit, mind, all-encompassing, excluding nothing. But what I read was, it was interesting, because it was reading about, I was reading about um, love, Love and its limitlessness and, and how we can't know it scientifically. We can't define it. We can't name it. We can't put it into a place or grasp it. It's beyond comprehension. But we do know it when we feel it and experience it. And it's the same with looking at the cosmos. The cosmos that we know there is universes beyond universes. And we know it's limitless, but
but we can't really define it or explain it or comprehend it. And that's the way love is, and that's the way we are. We're beyond comprehension. We're beyond the mind. And to let go of the limited mind and then just trust and be and know who we are is where it's at for me this morning. I hope that's clear. It's becoming more clear to me today. Amen. I'm complete. Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Jen. Love feels good. That's all I need to know. Well, that sums it up. <laughs> Thanks, for sure. <laughs> I know, it's just like everything's so wordy and lofty, you know, and, you know, coming out of the text, and it's beautiful poetry, but I just want to put it into action, guys, just like, like you do, right? And if that's, the, that's my whole goal in relating with people now. That's my bringing the light and sharing the light and remembering that I'm holy and that you are, is just making it freaking simple. Simple, simple. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Jennifer. That, that's very, very true. And, um, you know, speaking of words and lofty, um, there, there's a thing, and it's Christ's vision. It's, it's just Christ's vision, but that sounds so lofty. <clears throat> it sounds so lofty, it seems unattainable. Um, but there's, it's so flip and simple, it stands right in front of our very eyes. Every morning when we dial up this phone <clears throat> and enter our passcode, we do it, we do that thing in order that we might learn that our differences are nothing and our common relationship to love is everything. Very simply, that's, that's why I do this every morning. And it's right under our noses, you know. Someone shares what's... Um, becoming for them an experience of a miracle in the presence of devastation and how do you feel? You feel joy, you know? This is the holy relationship that we share with each other in order that our differences might disappear. Go back in, I'm going to give some lofty words, but I'm going to say what it means to me. Back in chapter 17, he said, the holy relationship is the means of living out the reality of the holy instant in time. And what is the holy instant but that experience of union with the mind of the Father through the Holy Spirit? And that revelation is experienced with each other when I learn to forgive and differences disappear. You know, each step along the way, each step in forgiveness is a step toward holiness. In living the reality, the holy instant in time, every 
every single step along the way counts. You know, Rumi says, when, when you've chosen the way, the way appears. And this is the way. We do it naturally, effortlessly. Whenever I make a decision to join, whenever I make a decision to see truth instead of lies, whenever I release uh, an error, truth replaces it. This, he does this, you know, with, with the endings of chapters. He pulls together, if you go back and read the introduction to this, to this chapter, you'll see that this conclusion pulls it all together um, so beautifully. I think I have a tab open where I can read that to you. It, yeah, here it is. In the introduction to this chapter, he says, think what a holy relationship can teach. Here is belief in differences undone. Here's the faith in differences shifted to sameness. And here is sight of differences transformed to vision. And reason now can lead you to the logical conclusion of your union. It must extend as you extended when you joined. And that's what he's talking about in paragraph 54. The holy relationship is the chosen means of the Father for his plan. Remember that? This gracious plan given love by love that we might see our differences disappear and realize the unlimited power of love. Every little gift of a smile, every little gift of welcome, every little gift of embrace teaches me what makes me happy. I didn't know. I didn't know what made me happy when I experienced life as, as a personal self. Now I do. I know that joining makes me happy. I'm, I know that seeing someone see love makes me happy. I know that seeing someone have a miracle makes me happy. I know that seeing someone join in faith and love with someone else makes me very happy. I didn't know. And that's what he's talking about in paragraph 63. When he's, he's talking about only the different could attack. And what you must decide is, are you different? And if not, then it's logical. You cannot attack. That's why I need to have different experiences. I need different experiences. Every miracle of joining teaches me I'm not different. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I can only know that with you. Not one of us can know this innocence alone. Not one of us can know love alone because it's the nature of innocence and love to extend itself. Back in chapter 14, in the section Guilt and Guiltlessness, he urges us, entreats us even, stand with me in the circle of peace and call all tortured minds to join with us. The circle of peace it has no end. But if I cast anyone out by attack, and even a judgment is attack, you're without the blessings of the Father? <laughs> That's impossible. That's impossible. But I have to 
I have to let my mind be taught that. And I can only let it be taught that by you, by every other being that God created. This is what makes Course in Miracles different than any other way to the Father. He says, save time for me. Save time for me. When I extend innocence, when I embrace purity, when I forgive and let truth be true, I'm actually letting the belief in differences go. And it was that belief that so injured me, that caused me to feel such a lack that caused me to strive and strive and strive and strive. In this section, holy relationship, means of the Holy Spirit for freedom. Freedom? Where's the need to strive when I realize I'm free? There is no need to strive. There's only the means to extend it. And it's in the extension of freedom. The lack of judgment the smile of, I know you hurt, it's okay. I've been there too. We're, we're the same. We're the same. We're the same. We're all going the same direction. We're going there together. And freedom, freedom from judgment, freedom from condemnation, Freedom of the need to blame you for my suffering. Freedom of the need to blame anything for my suffering. Freedom from the belief that I'm different. Oh my God, that's freedom. That's freedom. Now I'm free to love. Now I'm free to experience what love is like. I didn't know that's what made me happy, but now I do. Because of you, I have different experiences. Just like he says in paragraph 63. The most precious, precious paragraph in this reading to me, I'll just say because I love it so much, is in paragraph 58. It's it's the, it's, it's the perfect expression in words of what Lesson 169 is. By grace I am released, by grace I'm free, by grace I live, by grace I will release. He says, you have asked what your function is here. Here it is. Here's your function. To release. To release from chains. Stand with me in the holy circle and call all our brothers to join with us so that our joy may be consummated, so that we can complete the expression of love in this life, in this world, in this time. Now, at every moment, like it is the same. I was talking with a friend one time, and we were musing on how our lives are different now than they used to be. You know, things like this come out in dialogue. Um... But in our musing, I was saying, um, you know, it's as though this day well lived casts the light on tomorrow. And tomorrow becomes the expression of everything I learned yesterday. I need different experiences like that. I need to realize that, that holiness, 
walks before me all the time, you know, and it's my job to let that light shine. I love the way you expressed it, Karen, and and it was the perfect expression of Lesson 156. He says, this is the way salvation works. As you step back, the light in you steps forward and embraces the world. That's the kind of experience I want. I want to remember I walk with God in perfect holiness. I want to remember I'm entrusted with the gifts of God. I want to remember that I'm unlimited, that the power of love is in me, not of me, but in me. I will step back and let him lead the way. I mean, there's so many lessons that are incorporated in this reading today. Every single one is a stepping stone to the realization that only Christ is real, the self we share. And if I attack that, I attack myself. Because giving and receiving are one in truth. How blessed are you who can become the means for God. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. Lori? So beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you, Lori. Hi, it's Karen. I just want to add quickly. I had this um, such gratitude and comfort from yesterday's reading when Jesus says, uh, you've already made the decision. Don't worry. You've already made the decision. You've got it. You can delay, but that's it. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, the time of delay is over. I hope and pray standing in one place in the meaninglessness is over and complete. Thank you. Yes, 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 and yes. Thanks for that remembrance. Thanks, Karen. There's a quote that goes with that, and it is, the Holy Spirit's purpose was accepted by the part of your mind that the ego knows not of, and it will be accomplished. It will be. You know, Lori, I think it's already accomplished. We just... We just got to connect with each other to remember. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the minute we decided to take on this task of reading and studying the Course, that was a very significant decision. So every one of us that's on this call, we've taken a giant step towards salvation. It's important that I remember that. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. 
Thank you, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. It's so joyous. It's joyous. Mm-hmm. It's joyous. <laughs> What was that bad idea again? <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> hey, I did some. I went to the gym and did some physical therapy, and that was fun. <laughs> there is um, a lesson, Lori. You probably know which one it is, or Lemoyne, um, that speaks of our holiness and how it's such a lofty, the word lofty reminded me of it, that, the, that our, our holiness is so lofty that it's something that our minds cannot even comprehend. And to identify with, to not identify with it is arrogance of the ego. To deny our glory and magnitude is arrogance of the ego. And humility is for the ego and not for our, our true self, our true glory and magnitude in the mind of God. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Lemoyne, I was just wondering if you had thoughts you wanted to share. Well, good morning. Um, <laughs> I'll say thank you, Karen. Um, yeah, kind of not really. I've been very hung up and different and uh, particularity. And yet uh, a solution may have appeared, so... does seem to potentially release the <clears throat> need for judgment. Yeah, so sorry. I've, I've been sick and dealing with uh, 
the rejected feelings it's going to show me. So, um, it's, uh, it's all, it's all a tiny mad idea of hatred. And somehow failed. And needed to judge myself. And so it becomes a pattern, always looking forward to that and fear rather than living. So, yeah, just uh, trying to let go of the idea. And, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't really want to go into dwelling on it. And I, I don't know. I do see the, you know, there's a, Judy, the lesson that came to mind, I'm not an expert on lessons, but I believe the one that says, my holiness is my salvation. Your holiness is your salvation. Thank you, Lamoy. I love you. Thank you, Lamoy. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being here every day and doing this service for all of us. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Lamoy. Seeing you as God created you. Yeah, if it wasn't, this is Jennifer, if it wasn't for seeing Lemoyne um, whole and his holiness, um, I, I, I wouldn't have been on this call maybe as soon. So thank you, Lemoyne. I love you very much. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, Thanks, y'all. Love y'all too. Um, sorry, Lori. I see the time. Oh no, <laughs> not at all. Don't be. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. This is the gift we give each other. You know, to see each other truly. 
Um, and it's life-changing. It's absolutely and utterly life-changing to be seen truly. The lesson that came to mind um, before this call and after I read the reading today uh, for me is Lesson 164. Now are we one with him who is our source? Now are we one with him who is our source? That's what makes us unlimited. The present is the only time there is, and so today, this instant, now, we come to look upon what is forever there. Not in our sight, but in the eyes of Christ. He looks past time and sees eternity is represented there. He hears the sounds of the senseless, busy world engenders, yet he hears them faintly. For beyond them all, he hears the song of heaven and the voice of God more clear more meaningful, more dear. How holy is our practicing today as Christ gives us his sight and hears for you and answers in your name the call he hears. How quiet is the time you spend with him beyond the world. How easily are all your seeming sins forgot and all your sorrows unremembered on this day. This grief laid by and sights and sounds which come from nearer than the world are made clear to you who will accept the gifts he gives. This is the day when vain imaginings part like a curtain to reveal what lies beyond them. Now is what is really there made visible while all the shadows which appeared to hide it sink to obscurity. This world now is balance righted the scales of judgment left to him who judges true and in his judgment will the world unfold in perfect innocence before your eyes now will you see it with the eyes of Christ now is it transformed transformation clear to you brothers this day is sacred to the world we will not judge today we will receive but what is given us from judgment made beyond the world our practicing today becomes our gift of thankfulness for our release from blindness and from misery. All that we see will but increase our joy because its holiness reflects our own. We stand forgiven in the sight of Christ. With all the world forgiven in our own, we bless the world. We bless it as we behold it, the light in which our Savior looks on us and offer it the freedom given us through his forgiving vision now our own open the curtain in your practice in by merely letting go all things you think you want your trifling treasures put away and leave a clean and open space within your mind where Christ can come and offer you the treasure of salvation he has need of your most holy mind to save the world let my mind be means let my mind be means for Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Lori. Beautiful, Lori. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone. Lori's chapter conclusion. We all are. So thank you.